the homily this morning, I talked about how my mom would write me a note in my lunch every day. That makes sense. That makes sense? What does that mean, that makes sense? Because you're so freaking loving. <laughs> I, I feel... That should be a compliment, but for some reason that sounded like a that sounded like an insult. <laughs> that just goes to show you can like say anything in a certain way. Yeah, you can. You're so loving. Wow. So what did it have to do with the the thingy? I don't the remember. mess. No, tell us. Oh, I was talking about worshiping God is not about like stroking God's ego. That's mm -hmm. about expanding our own hearts. Okay. And Make the connection for me. And so mom would write these letters and whenever we write like love letters to people or whenever we like say good things about someone that expands our hearts to love them more. So All right. Hello, Mary City Wisdom. And I'm, we're back. And we're back. I'm Father Tim. I'm Father Derek. And uh, there's uh, coffee brewing in the background, as you can hear. The sweet, sweet smell of Java caffeine. So I just want to talk about retreat a little bit. Yes. Is that okay? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Father Derek was on a retreat. It's about two weeks ago now. It's now two weeks ago, yeah. So I'm swimming in the graces. He was on an exile. Backstroke. But now he's back. Now I'm back. Well, first I want to talk about why one goes on retreat. Good. And you're leaving me. No, I'm getting coffee. Keep talking. I don't want to talk to myself. So, what are you saying? I'm so needy. Why do we go on retreat? It, the question was posed to me by a person who I was like a week before. And I was, I was telling him uh, that I was going on retreat in the following week. And he's... He's a pretty formed, you know, Sunday going Catholic and stuff. Yeah, I know. And he, yeah, he reads the scriptures and stuff and lives lives out the, the moral life as best as he can. And he asked, why would you go on retreat? Which I was really surprised by. Yeah, I was in my head, yeah. I was looking like you're looking at me right now. Hmm. And he's just like, I don't know what I would do. Granted, he's not a priest. He's engaged to be married. I was uh, really shocked by that. So I kind of want to just give like an explanation as to why we would take a week off. Why we being priests or we being anyone? Well, that's Christian. the invitation at the end. Ooh, sorry, I, I skipped to the end. You always skip into the good part. All right. Why someone goes on retreat? Is this serious? <sighs> sorry, continue. The need which has brought one to go on retreat comes from within. From the interior person and belongs to the soul. If I had an opportunity to go back to this conversation, do you ever do that? Do you ever think of conversations as you had in the past and wish you could like redo them in your head? Yeah, like that one time where you were like, Tim, you're such a disease. Kevin, you're such a disease. You think back what your comeback would be? Yeah. Which would be? Uh, your face is a disease. Kevin, you're such a disease. Can you think harder or longer on that one? I'm bad at comebacks. And so am I. <laughs> so am I. Which makes you feel even worse. Because not only are you a disease, but you're also bad at comebacks. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk! Kevin, get upstairs right now. Why? Kevin, you're such a disease. Shut up! Kevin, upstairs! Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin. So, 
why somebody goes on retreat is because we have needs, not just physical needs like uh, sleep, food, to go to the restroom. But we also have interior, inner, spiritual needs, a desire to recollect. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has this in some ways. I think some people actually play video games in order to recollect. But anyways, that's what drives somebody to go on a retreat. Not just because I'm a priest, but it's it's a desire to recollect and recognize that within me is a need I need to fulfill. So where I was gonna, what I was gonna say was that it was me going on a retreat, or the grace, the greatest great was grace was like me empathizing with God as to who I was. Mm. So you talk about it's not about the object but the subject, yeah. and so on the retreat it was about. The subject, God, and what he was doing in my life, the object. Where I see that as empathy is, it says, uh, you were talking about uh, sharing the feeling of the other. Yeah. Well, in order to do that, you have to first understand the feeling of another. Yes. In order to understand the feeling of another, you have to allow just the presence of the other to make any difference in your life. Hmm. So you just have to be aware yeah, of the presence of yeah. the other. Mm-hmm. And while I would say in my in my prayer, a lot of, like, over the last months has been more so just being in the presence of God in prayer. And so that's, I would say, the greatest grace that I received was letting the presence of the other affect me. Mm-hmm. And then once able, once able to do that, then trying to understand what God wanted for me and then i could share in the care and attention that he was giving me does that make sense yeah is that person that you're being empathetic with jesus or is it just anyone or is it just it's to me god to god okay Not, yeah but certainly jesus is is there so when i'm reading the every day you know you read the bible yeah you you pick out four specific passages mm-hmm. of scripture and you will let it affect you yeah I think sometimes people call uh, prayer boring or ineffective or a waste of time because they don't let the presence of God affect them. Mm -hmm. Thereby, they're not able to understand the presence of God. Thereby, they're not able to share in the care and attention that God has for them. Mm. And I would say this past retreat was the best retreat I've ever been on. Wow. Like I've been on a lot of retreats, obviously. The first one was, I think I was 22 and it was an eight day silent retreat. I've been on a 30-day retreat every year in the seminary. You go on a retreat in the beginning of the year. So what is that? Probably like 15 retreats, something like that. But this one was the best one because I felt like an emotional connection to God. You know, I think a lot of times I have the tendency of um, rationalizing what God is doing and trying to figure out the process by which prayer works and then just trying to repeat that process maybe after the retreat so that I can go back to mm-hmm. maybe some of the graces. But instead, it's just like surrender to God. Let him do what he wants to do in your prayer and just try to pay attention, pay as much attention as you possibly can. So my feeling was that like I'm in this room with God, right? And God is doing something. I go into that room with the presumption that God wants to do something. And then as I'm bringing him things, He's actually reacting to them. Like if you're in a room talking to somebody and they don't understand what you're saying, they like lean into you or they'll have like a puzzled look on their face or they will ask you a question. I felt like God was actually, we were in a relationship and he was reacting 
I think oftentimes like God is like unchanging, right? That's one of the attributes of God, immutable, right? Yeah. And so that very fact inhibits our ability to cultivate a deeper friendship because if God is unchanging, unmoved, then he's unchanging, unmoved according to like what I'm sharing with him. Mm-hmm. And then I, I conclude that God is indifferent to my sorrow and that I'm doing prayer wrong. But if God is actually attentive and he's, he's empathetic, meaning he understands what I'm feeling and wants to share in it, and I'm understanding what he's feeling and wants to share in it, then a relationship can, can grow and deepen. And that's what happened. Like, it was, it was very beautiful. And I didn't create it, right? Yeah. It was just, it was just a total gift. So this is how I, I view prayer now. Like, God is attentive and aware to what I bring to him. Thanks for sharing that, man. I don't know. One thing that I learned about retreats is that it just, God always, he always shows up. He never doesn't show up, you know? Yeah, and I experienced that fear of like, oh my gosh, I'm taking a week away from the parish. And it's going to be fruitless. what if he doesn't show up? Yeah. And I'm just wasted a whole week of my life and now I'm just eternally frustrated. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like God, even in our normal daily life, he is always present. He's always showing up. But we are so distracted with our daily life that we don't recognize when he shows up every day. That's why retreat is so important because we take... God is... He doesn't like... He doesn't change in order to show up on a retreat, but we get rid of all the distractions on a retreat so that we can recognize, oh yeah, I forgot. He always shows up. Yeah. He so doesn't change. He doesn't we change. change. We change. We change our dispos- yeah. disposition towards receiving. So so that's the hope. Maybe we'll do more. What happened? I just I just drooled all over the counter. And I'm sure I oh. have to clean it up. Here, Father Tim. Sanitize it. Disgusting. Sorry. Man child <laughs> all right uh while i clean up my drool any uh <laughs> shout outs well if i could shout out my retreat master his nice. name is father paul hazing Ooh. uh this is the third retreat i've done with him but he's just very loving and in the best sense of the term so and thank you for, to father tim for manning the fort Manning the four while I was gone. It was so great, man. We rented a bouncy house, a bouncy castle for the parking lot. We played paintball in the school. We did a lot of awesome things. Yeah, I so, saw a dump take. Yeah, there we go. You should leave more often. <laughs> oh, Father Tim, how I've missed thou. Aww. Mary Seach Quarantined is a Mary Seach of Wisdom dynamic original podcast. Kevin, you're such a disease.